This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by The Crock-Pot. The best thing a busy bachelor could ever ask for. I know the entire point of The Crock-Pot is that you could put it on and it's not going to burn your house down. But every single time I've ever used The Crock-Pot, I've thought to myself, this thing is going to burn my fucking house down. Have you ever watched This Is Us? No. It happens. Fuck. I've known people that are like, oh, I can't use The Crock-Pot. But what do you, you got to do your, what's this episode brought to you by? We each do one. Uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, Corn Dogs. Here's to bad decisions, Corn Dogs. This is real garbage. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm fucking fantastic. How are you? Fuck, I'm doing all right. It's a beautiful day outside. It's my first day off in over a month. It's my first day off in 13 days. We've been working. Fuck, it sucks, doesn't it? Do you own a crock pot? Ah, uh, no. My mom actually tried prodding a fucking crock pot off onto me. She had an extra one. Take it. She had one from the 70s and like one from like five years ago. Oh, you got to take it. Isn't it crazy how long, how, how long some people have their appliances? Uh, yeah, I've had... Oh, I just bought this crock pot off Amazon last year. So it's a new one. Have you ever... But, t- I've had, like, pots and pans through my my life for, like, decades. Yeah, I know. It's fucked up. It's like, hey, man, I've been using this cast iron pan since 77. I'm like, holy shit. You can't go wrong with a cast iron. A good seasoned cast iron pan. That pan has outlived a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good shit like that last. I bet I should introduce you. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie's gone this week. She's busy. So with me is uh, my friend Kendall, a fellow stand-up comic from Victoria. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Somebody once said to me, hey, man, you should jump on my podcast. And I thought, fucking rights. Yeah, that was pretty much your aim. Like, you want to come on the podcast? You're like, fucking rights, man. I said, what movies do you want to do? But we won't reveal it yet because uh, we've got to have some banter first. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Man, I went to The Roost today over on McTavish Ave and I had a Reuben sandwich. I haven't had Reuben in a while. My fucking burps from that sauerkraut corned beef mix. The sandwich was so good. Uh, and they had uh, broccoli cheddar soup. Fuck, gonna, yeah. broccoli cheddar and a Reuben? That oh, sounds so, like an incredible combo. Oh, as soon as she said, I'm like, what kind of soup you got? She goes, broccoli cheddar. I'm like, yep, oh. I want it. Because I'm a huge, I haven't actually had broccoli cheddar soup for over five years. I used to make it. My mom had a wicked recipe. She gave it to me once and I made made it. And, oh, I, get a, like, I got a stew going in the slow cooker right now. That's why I said crock pots. So maybe this week I'm going to do a broccoli cheddar soup. Dude. Yeah. It's really weird because um certain soups are very situational. Like for me, like when I feel like clam chowder, it's uh January or February. Mm-hmm. I'm up northwest, it's fucking blowing rain outside. It's just giving her and like somebody makes a dope pot of seafood chowder and uh I uh, I buy this fucking red lobster biscuit mix like a fucking like a fucking jerk <laughs> And I put on those biscuits And I act like I made a contribution Hey man You need biscuits with chowder That's true Have you ever been out to 17 Mile House Out in your souk? Nope They have Oh you gotta go out there It's on the way to souk You gotta get out there in the summer Go to the souk potholes Cause that's amazing You know what the souk potholes are? No <gasps> People he doesn't know what the souk potholes are That's cool You're not, You haven't been around here too much No I really haven't It's a spot where you can go cliff jumping In like glacier fed Like a glacier fed river it's cold as shit, but when it's hot, it's like if it gets to like 35 degrees this summer here, it's a great place to go. I've been someplace uh, similar to the Medicine Bowls outside of... Is it Up Island? Yeah, it's Up Island. I think I've seen those. 
Because yeah. those, those ones are like, it, they're basically holes in the river. Yeah. Yeah. Though that's a crazy looking place. Yeah. I actually, uh, I ended up there a couple months ago. Uh, I have a buddy who's from Comox, Courtney, and he was showing us around. Actually, that trip, um, if you ever heard me talk about oatmeal raisin cookies during a stand-up yep. set, uh, that trip is actually the genesis of that joke. Oh. I hate oatmeal raisin cookies. Fuck. They're a fucking lie. When you, especially when you think it's chocolate chip. You're like, oh, yeah. And then, ah. Yeah, yeah. It's Raisins and bran muffins can go fuck themselves. Oh, fuck bran raisins. muffins, dude. Whoa. Straight bran muffins are okay. When you bake them just right, they, they have a great taste when they're fresh, melted butter Dude, on there. They're, they're only fresh for like 45 minutes, though. You got to eat like six of them then. Because <laughs> I don't know. They have like a sweet taste to them. I, I don't know. Maybe my mom added some sugar or something, but she always made great uh, bran muffins. I want to make some banana bread muffins one of these, well, one of these days. It sucks. Um, I have an unnamed family member who uh, makes a lot of muffins. He's never named them? Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We can't name names here. But despite the fact that they are a pretty solid breaker, uh, my my favorite uh, baked creation from this uh, particular family member is a chocolate zucchini cake. It really Ooh, kicks ass. I haven't had a zucchini cake since I was a kid. Oh, man. My, my, mom, my mom used to bake like crazy. We used uh, to do deep fried uh, donuts. We'd oh, make our own donuts. And then cut, them, cut the middles out, make like Timbits. We're just rolling them in sugar and cinnamon. Uh, we, I'm, I'm amazed I'm not... An, like a super unhealthy adult. I ate so much sugar as a kid. Christmas time, we used to drink. They would sell uh, Coke, two liter Cokes at the at the IGA for like 99 cents. And each one had a coupon for 30 cents off your next bottle. I would drink a two liter bottle of pop a day at Christmas time for like two weeks straight. Oh, dude, I used to drink so much fucking Coke at Christmas time. Uh, for some reason, native... It's tradition. For some people, native people up north really take their fucking Coca-Cola seriously. Uh, so there's that. Also, um, while I was temporarily amazed at the whole homemade donut re- uh, revelation, as soon as you said cinnamon and sugar, I realized I'm like, dude, fried bread is uh, pretty fucking similar, man. It it's literally just like fried bread dough and shit. Frame you up like that. That looks better. Oh yeah, that looks much that better. Makes makes more sense. I'm like, what the fuck? No, something ain't right here. We need to cross the axis. Yeah, uh, I, I make a pretty good banana bread. I still have a bunch of weed butter I need to bake with. I make. I'll send you home some brownies. Oh fuck! Don't let me forget. Yeah, I made. Uh, I made butter like a while ago. I just had a freezer full of brownies right now. I'm like, buddy at work. I'm like, here, have a couple. I've just passed out a whole bunch. I took like a dozen of my friends' place last week. We were playing. They had like a uh, backyard barbecue. I'm like, here, thank you. You can have these. He's like, what's this? I'm like, brownies. He's like, regular ones. I'm like, nope. I got to hide that shit pretty well because um, there are a bunch of people with sweet teeth in the house, uh, Ooh. And, and include, yeah. including a couple teenage cousins of mine who don't have any experience with weed. These I got to put these in a safe fucking spot, man. Yeah. Okay, let's keep them in your room. If, you, if you're not going to, well, I'll just put them in the freezer, but wrap them in something. Yeah. So someone like just wrap it and put like pork ribs. Yeah, yeah, chocolate yeah. pork <laughs> or like haggis or something like that. Someone where they're just going like, to eat a haggis. They invite some Scottish family member over. Oh, it's haggis. Something I just never want to eat. Luckily, we're dealing with the Irish here. Uh, hmm, I don't know what you could hide it as then. Something. I'm part Irish. I don't think we hate anything, do we? <laughs> nah. Anyway, you wanted to watch Disaster Movie. Yeah. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about my checkered past with the movie Disaster Movie. When I was a kid, 
I would frequently get duped by the advertisements for these parody movies. I uh, once subjected my brother and his girlfriend to uh, meet the Spartans, and somehow a year later, uh, I had not learned my lesson. I can't remember Meet the Spartans. Well, they were all produced by the same two guys. Yeah. I'd be able to remember their names if uh, my notes weren't also the thing that's shooting me. Oh, yeah. Your notes were on the phone. Great, great, great planning, Kendall. This is why you... Write it down. Oh, my God. You know what? People have been trying to sell me on physical paper for weeks. Yeah, me. I'm one of them. Oh, my God. It finally happened. It finally bit me in the ass. Well, okay. I agree with typing on like a laptop for typing fast because then you can just come up with random ideas. You just hammer them right out. Yeah. But when it comes time to whittle it down and write out the final or what is going to be your final joke in this example for a while, you got to write it down. You got to handwrite it. And then it just feels like when you're adding it to your notebook, like I got my notebook over there and I'm maybe 15 pages into a hundred in that thing, but I want to get to the end of it eventually with like finished bits and finished sets and stuff. So I don't know. That's just me. And I keep track of my uh, appearances on stage on the inner page. It's like 30, 30 times so far. Fuck. Need to do more. 30 times overall in your entire life. Since I started in late December. Wow. It's not bad, eh? That's not bad at all. I'm getting up there. Uh, I was trying to aim for like a hundred by the end of the year. That's pretty lofty, but it's doable, especially in this town. But that's why I need my weekends back, man. Cause I got to start doing Dylan's on Sundays. Yeah. I, uh, God, I started back in November, but I lived in a place where there really wasn't a whole lot of opportunities to do comedy. Mm-hmm. So I did one set there and I started doing like uh quarter lounge Denimo shows. And then I moved out here and I've been doing the open mics basically every week. And I've done, uh, I've done the mint twice. Nice. When did you do the mint? I did it once back in uh, fuck, um, April, late mm-hmm. April, I think. It wasn't too long ago. April or and yeah, another time uh, last week here in late May. It's a sweet. It's a sweet spot. Yeah, it is. I, I really I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was just, they sold out, and I went up third, and it was awesome because with the mustache. James Boyle went up first, and he's got his, his bit. He's like, I'm not a perv. I'm just a guy with a mustache. So, of course, I did a little callback from his when I get up there. I'm like, hey, what's up? I said, I also like to just tell you right now, get it out of the way. I'm not a perv either. <laughs> just another guy with a mustache. Oh, That's good, man. That was a sick crowd, man. It was fun. Like I like when you actually have to stop and just let the laughter die down. You're like, okay. this is. And I'm like, I come off the stage. I'm like, I look at Drew. I'm like, man. Oh, that feels good. He's like, he's like, yeah, soak it in, buddy. He goes, this is why we do it. I'm like, oh, just like shaking. I'm like, mm, I like that. And I'm like looking at Morgan. I go, how often can I sign up? He's like, you can sign up every week, but I can't guarantee you a spot. I'm like, that's that's fine. Like if I can get up there once a month, I'm happy with that. Because like if I can do, I'm doing Logan's pretty much every Tuesday. I haven't had a chance to be at Salt in a while. Like we got to record music tomorrow, so I'm still not going to be able to go in there. Salt's going to be the only set I do this week. Uh, Logan's was a little weird for me last week, both on stage and off. And off stage. Oh yeah, dude. I never remember anybody's fucking names, right? <laughs> I don't remember anybody's fucking names. And I got two people mixed up. Oh. And I got the host of a show. Like I straight up asked somebody like, Hey, how'd hosting go? And they're like, That's not me. I'm not the one who hosts. And Steve was yeah, Steve was hosting, wasn't he? Uh, McMath. Uh th- this was the salt show. Oh. Wait, wasn't uh I can't remember who was uh, who's hosting. Oh, MJ was hosting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got some names mixed up, and I looked like a fucking dick. It was oh. hilarious. Oh, that sucks. Ah, it was fuck. Don't dwell on it. Ah, uh, no. People forget shit. 
I'm like bad with faces and names. I'm like, I'm pretty good with names most of the time, but like, I'm pretty bad. Like right off the bat, you tell me your name and I'm like, cool. I'll turn around and go, fuck. What's this Dude, stand up is actually, it's a little hard to drink all that shit in like actual outside information. Cause the entire time I'm doing stand up, like my routine so far is to like word for word, my set in a fucking alley somewhere before I go <laughs> up. So like the entire time I'm like in the bar, I'm either just, you know, slamming something back to, get in the mood to do comedy or like I talk with the four people that I recognize in and out. Yeah. Most of those are in Nanaimo comics because that's a lot more, uh, I don't know. I was doing a better job of focusing on the details. And I was like, wow, I'm doing stand up. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it can be a nerve wracking experience. I, there's, there was, oh man, there was one night my, my friend Joel, he came to watch me for the first time. That was at Salt. And I stopped at his place to pick him up, and he's like, "Oh, you want to do a want to do a dab before we go?" I'm like, "Sure." It's like oh, an hour and a half before I'm going to no. be on stage. Soon as I do it, I'm I'm, I'm like, hmm, "Man!" And then two minutes later, I'm going, "Fuck, <laughs> I'm too high." <laughs> we get there, and I'm like, "I'm trying to." I'm like, "Okay, we get it. Get a seat, drinking water." I've signed up at seven thirty. I'm like, "All right, I'm just gonna." This is like been an hour and fifteen minutes now. Like, all right, I'm going to go walk up and down the street and just run my set in my head. And I, was, I start my stopwatch. And it's, the second I start my stopwatch at Broad Street and Yates, this dude starts playing guitar through an amp. And just, oh, I'm like, I'm like, God damn it. He sounds awesome. And I'm trying to do my set. It takes me five minutes to get through the first minute. I'm like, fuck. Dude. I, I turn around. I walk down the other end. I'm like, by the, by the Starbucks. And I walk by a bunch of the guys. I'm like, can't concentrate on shit. And I get down to the Starbucks. And uh, I'm like, okay, here we go. Try it again. And all of a sudden, guy starts playing down there. I'm like, come on. I think I remember you actually having that exact problem on one of those salt shows. Yeah. I remember I, like when I was first walking in, you were like. Yes. Yeah. You, I looked at you and I was like, I can't fucking concentrate on shit. It took me 15 minutes to go through my set in my head. It's five minutes. Dude. And the thing is, is like uh, a couple people have talked shit about him. Like as a guitar player before I'm like, no, nah, this guy's actually tight oh, as fuck. They're both good. Like both people that were busking. I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah. Like, but it's just, I couldn't concentrate on shit. It's so just like, inconveniencing you, man. Don't talk shit about his personal ability. Oh, yeah. I, I'm just like, I should just walk to a quieter spot. Yeah. And then I just kind of went, I'm just going to get up there and just do it. I'm not too worried about it. And that's what I did. I got up and I was like, okay, everybody, full disclosure, I've never been this high. Because I, I remember watching Keith went up before me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good. And then I watched his set and I'm like, I'm still just fucking wrecked right now. This is not good. And I even used that. I was like, well, it's nothing like a... A performance by Keith to remind you how high you are. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone right now. God. So that's what happened to me last Tuesday at Logan's. It was like, I don't know, I just smoked a bunch of pot that day. I got off work super early at like 2 and you know, made myself some lunch, cut the lawn, and like those those two activities, cooking and uh, lawn care are activities that are amazing to do stoned. You know, oh, yeah. like you throw on some music and you go to fucking town. And uh, I think I smoked. I smoked on the way there. That's what it was. I just remember like it was really, it was really nice and sunny out. Like the sun was setting. Like I felt good. I felt good. And then I went up there and just laid an egg. And um, whoever was hosting, you mentioned Mc, it earlier. Uh, McMath, Steve McMath. Yes. Yeah. He's like, like that guy gives marijuana a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> and I am like, I left because he followed that up with a, a Jurassic Park, like way. Dennis Knight. Nedry. Yeah. You, well, you're wearing the, I think you were wearing a Nedry-esque shirt. Yeah. 
Dotson. Dotson. We got Dotson here. Huh? See, nobody cares. Yeah, he hit me with the Wayne Knight roast, and I fucking popped for that big time. Oh, uh, yeah, your skin will grow thicker. You won't mind it as much. Oh, no. It's not my mind <laughs> at all. I fucking loved it. That's one thing. Like, I, I'm, I can't wait till I get the opportunity to host because it looks like a lot of fun. Oh, like a lot of fun. Yeah. I've seen I, some people up there. I'm like, I want to do that. I can... I don't think I could ever host because, like, a lot of people, like, a lot of hosts poke a little bit of fun at certain acts. But I think, like, as a host, it's your job to kind of elevate the talent that that you're working with. Yeah. And, like, I could only bring myself to say positive things about whoever I just watched. I see what you mean. You just, like, elaborate, yeah, in a positive way on whatever they say up there. Yeah, sell them to the audience, man. I think for the most part, uh, a lot of the comics do. I haven't seen any. Like I've seen some, yeah, where they're kind of like poking fun at them, but it's still not in a, not in a bad way. I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, disaster movie. One percent on Rotten Tomatoes from Is the Rotten critics. Rotten Tomatoes and the best way. I, like, I okay. I'm one one point nine out of ten on IMDb. One point nine. But one percent. I've watched. Okay, this is my way of thinking about this. I've watched. A 0% movie. It was Love, Wedding, Marriage with uh, Mandy Moore and Kellen Lutz. And it was, yeah, it was awful, but I'd rather watch that than watch a disaster movie again. <laughs> Same with, like, The Room. I'd rather watch The Room. God, this, like, I like spoof movies. I wrote down a list of my some of my favorite spoof movies. One's like, oh. Uh, Airplane. Yeah, Airplane, Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part 2, Naked Gun, All the Naked Gun, Loaded Weapon 1, National Lampoons. You ever watch uh, Basketball? Yes. Yeah. That movie's fantastic. This movie, though, spoofed, what did I write this? 42 movies. Yeah. Let me try and, do you have them all down and I can try and list them from memory? I didn't write all 42. I didn't actually watch this heading into this. I'm going entirely from, I'm rocking entirely from memory here. So I did a little survey yesterday because I Googled it and it's like, how many did you know? I think I knew 37 out of 42. So if you started naming them off as many as you could, I could probably go, yep, 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 yep. At this point, you could probably just name shit that came out in 2007 or 2008 and Basically. be able to get it. And they even, they even spoofed movies that hadn't had been released yet. Yeah. That's crazy. And I don't know if they, if they knew that, like if their movies were coming out or... If they saw previews and were like, yeah, if they saw previews or if they just guessed. I mean, you can make fun of a trailer, right? Yeah. You can make fun of a trailer. Like, uh, look at the trailer that dropped for, like, the Joker movie. Like, there were memes about the trailer in, like, fucking 30 minutes. Oh, the internet is not slow when it comes to making memes. You got to throw them into society or whatever. That movie looks good. That's uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks dark. I wonder, when is this supposed to come out? I don't know, November. Man, this is a good year for movies. Did you see Endgame? No. No? Were you, have you caught up on the Marvel movies? Dude, I... All 22 dude, of them? I, I closed the book after the first Avengers. I'm like, yeah, that's what it was all building towards. And they no. just kept coming out. I'm like, oh, shit, I was supposed to see all these? Yeah, you got to catch up. There's, I didn't realize. I'm like, I said to Katie, I'm like, what is this, like 13? This movie, 13th movie? She There's goes, like the 20 22nd. For, 22. Yeah. 22 Marvel movies. I have, I have watched a bunch one. of Marvel movies since then. Like, uh... 
it's usually stuff outside the MCU. Like I, I like I watched Deadpool and I watch like both Deadpools and I watched uh, Into Spider Verse. I never seen that, but I heard it's amazing, dude. Spider Verse is yeah. fucking tight. I downloaded a version with subtitles and I couldn't do it. I was like, oh no no no, I gotta get like I'll if I do I'll rent it or I'll buy it. I've been using the PlayStation Store. I found we're gonna do Ready to Rumble on the next podcast, and I found it on the PlayStation Store. I just rented it for five bucks because I couldn't get a decent download of it. Yeah. I, I, I bought Aquaman on there. I'm like, this is actually really convenient. You don't have to go get DVDs or buy Blu-rays it, and you it, just download it. Just pay. It's like, it's not that expensive. I used to be a big Torrance guy, right? Yeah, me too. But like the fucking internet providers will send a letter to your house saying, hey man, don't break the law. I got a bunch of those, but it's from the States, so they can't do anything to us up here. They're not going to like expedite you and be like, listen, you got to pay the price for those downloading of this, this movie. Yeah, me and everyone else. Uh, according to the DVDs, it's like a $25,000 fine or up to two years in prison. It's $250,000. FBI it's, piracy warning. I remember that old red label on the VHS movies. Winners don't use drugs. That was on Street Fighter 2 arcade. It yeah. was on all the arcade games. Yeah. But this man, this movie—it was supposed to be a spoof movie. Do you know the first? Uh, you know the first arcade game that Warning appeared on? Uh, Narc from Midway. Really? I don't know. That game was probably. <laughs> that game was hardcore. It was hard. Dude, I had it on. I had it on, it, had it on Nintendo. Just a cop, and you just shoot a fuckload of drug dealers. Yeah, the entire game. Get in a car, run them over. <laughs> it was just silly. <laughs> It was hard. I just remember it being next to impossible. They had to use the Game Genie Why for Nintendo. Why the fuck hasn't The Rock made that a movie? I mean, he's already... He made Rampage a movie. Okay, you know what? We were talking about The Rock earlier. Yep. What movies... Yeah, I like... You haven't seen Jumanji? No, I haven't seen Jumanji. Jumanji's great. I don't like um, shit. I don't go outside. Walking Tall. You ever seen that one? Oh, fuck yeah. That was a great rock Dude, movie. Dude, I fucking... My dad and my brother fucking love that shit. It's so good. Like that's one where he like I take him super seriously. Hey, he's like he, a cop. Johnny yeah. Knoxville's there. You gotta get your brake light fixed. Which one? Right there. She's kicking this shit out of people. Yeah, Knoxville is actually super awesome in that. Dude, Johnny Knoxville's great in anything. What's that other one he was in? Uh, the Rundown with Sean William Scott. I don't use guns. Have you ever watched Good? I don't like it. Oh, I did not like it. I know it was like uh, Jay Barish- Jay Baruchel was directing. And like, he did a good job directing. I just couldn't, I couldn't handle Sean William Scott's character. He's just so dumb. I'm like, okay, he's a goon, but he's just so dumb. Like nobody's that dumb. Okay, so Actually, they are. See, I've never met anybody that dumb, but I have met people who are a lot like uh, Doug Glatt in a lot of ways. Who's Doug Glatt? Uh, Doug Glatt is like Sean William Scott's character name. And oh, okay. Well, like I met, like I, you know, I had hockey players in school and stuff that I went to school with, and some of them were were kind of dumb, but not like so dumb. You talk to them, and you're like, you're like, I don't think they're understanding a word I'm saying. Well, okay. In all fairness, Doug Glatt's not. <laughs> he's not that stupid in the movie. In fact, Doug Glatt and Goon is actually kind of a socially forward guy. He beats the shit out of a guy for calling his brother gay in that movie. <laughs> I think we. I think you need to give Doug Glad a lot more credit for being an intelligent movie character. All right, fine. I'll give him that. We're not talking about Goon, though. We're talking about disaster movie. Okay, so the Fuck. premise. The premise of this stupid movie is uh, it's a bunch of teenagers. So this teenager, this guy, I can't even remember his name, dreams about the apocalypse. He's back in 10,000 BC. They're making fun of all these movies. 10,000 BC they being one of them. They make fun of uh, Amy, Amy Winehouse. Winehouse with giant fangs. Uh, they have the internet back in 10,000 BC and, is, and he does he fights an American gladiator and a wolf and that Ian what's his name plays like seven different characters in this movie uh, Ian Bornholtz 
the guy like he he plays the he's a cop, he's Wolf, he's Beowulf, he's uh hang on. I think he's Hellboy, he's Javier Bardum, he's Prince Caspian, he's Batman. The guy plays all those characters in this movie. But uh he he dreams about the end of the world being uh two thousand eight. And this movie was actually released on the date that they predicted it was gonna end. And some excellent he, marketing work there. Yeah. He has a he throws us he's 25 years old, throws a sweet 16 party, and the end of the world hits there, a bunch of meteorites start hitting the ground, and they just spoof 42 different movies. They go on this journey to try and find a way to stop the end of the world. Oh yeah, and it has to do with the crystal skull, because when the crystal skull is not on its altar, then the end of the world is coming. I guess that was actually the premise for the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Which actually scored like 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. I remember it being terrible. It's coming up on the podcast at some point. But it just, I don't remember that being a good movie. I remember Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, swinging on vines and oh, everybody getting eaten fuck. by ants. And I'm like, this they is so stupid. Dude, they did shoehorn that piece of shit in that movie. They That's did, why I did. really hated it. Just do it! Make your dreams come true! Hon- Yesterday, honestly, the best Shia incident is when he put a paper bag on his head and said, I am not famous anymore, and Ooh. went to an award show like that. That happened in like 2012, I think. What's he doing now? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Um, okay, so yeah, they, they had, he throws a sweet 16 party. Uh, we'll just kind of work our way through this. I'm glad I'm glad this podcast is still in its building stages because I don't want to get a bunch of hate from people who really like them. That wasn't my intention at all. No. I'm just trying to be a good guy here. Yeah. We can make we we can talk about all kinds of people on here. It doesn't matter. This is a platform for free speech. Maybe. But okay. Sweet 16 party, and they start spoofing like high school musical. They're doing shit like uh, I can't even remember half of it. But uh, I was just thinking, like, he, they, he wakes up, his girlfriend's there. Smoke show, by the way. All the girls in this movie were super attractive. This movie actually featured Kim Kardashian's theatrical film debut. They said, I guess there was a kiss in the movie. She kisses somebody in the movie. And they had to retake it so many times because it was unconvincing. And the director actually had to coach her into kissing the, whoever she was kissing. Like, I read that in the, in the points after on IMDb. I was like, what? I didn't, realize, didn't even realize it was her at first. Then I was going through the credits. I was like, oh, yeah, Kim dude, Kardashian. like, like pre two thousand K, Kim Kardashian doesn't even look like the same fucking person. No, she was like, I'm like, wow, she's attractive, super attractive in this. I don't, I'm not find her attractive at all now. She appeared at WrestleMania twenty four four months before that movie came out. What was she doing on there? She's a backstage interviewer or some shit. Oh God. Oh my God, tell me how you feel about this match. Are you gonna win? Oh my god, I can't even. It's a shame I had to wear headphones for that. <laughs> That's why we wear the headphones, because then you can get right in there. You get the subtleties. It's true. Uh, my favorite thing about recording music is just fucking talking while the mic's hot and not even recording vocals. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it could be an intro bit somewhere. There's actually, Katie and I get, we do it every once in a while. We just start doing something stupid before we start recording. And I'm like, That's gonna stay in there. Like we started doing the Jurassic Park theme song a few episodes ago. Just and then she just started coming in. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, so the Sweet 16 party, Carmen Electra shows up. They start making fun of Wanted because the super bad guys are trying to steal the booze 
And the guy playing McLovin just kept doing one-liners. I was like, God damn it. Like, this movie's ridiculous. I am McLovin. Like, I am McLovin. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know. It's literally his, only, pe- it's literally his only piece chica, of dialogue. Chica, yeah, chica, what, chica, chica, and then, curve the bullet. Carmen Electra comes in there, has a wrestling match with, I can't remember who, but it was, was hot. It, was it Flava Flav? No, Flava Flav was there in the morning, woke up, like when the buddy wakes up from his dream, all he hears, Flava Flav. He's like, oh, you're sleeping with... You're sleeping with Flavor Flav, and she's like, "You said you didn't want a relationship." I'm like, "What is going on?" And then she leaves and takes their midget with them. It's like you're taking JoJo, and she's like, "Yeah, I am." So I'm like, "Okay." It's the same is... guy from Little Man, right? I can't remember that movie. Is that the one with the Wayans brothers? Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. It's the same one from Bad Santa. Oh no, he's Indiana Jones later yeah. on. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he was JoJo. Fuck! I really should have came into this offering from memory. Oh fuck! It doesn't matter. Fuck it. Who cares? So then Carmen Electra has a wrestling match, a sexy wrestling match with this other other girl. They wake up, and then there's a high school musical. And I'm thinking, okay, 15 minutes in, I'm thinking, what the fuck is this movie about? Because at this point, I've kind of forgotten. Because there's so many references to random shit. And it's just like, it's like every two minutes. Really, it's less than two minutes. Because like I said, they spoofed 42 movies. This runtime was only 75 minutes or so. That means that... At almost less than every two minutes, they were spoofing something different. Seventy nine, yeah, like the the spoof rate is like literally less than two minutes, like a minute, minute thirty, minute forty five. They're changing the spoof, and, sometimes even shorter than that. And the single worst thing about this movie, from an objective, I don't want to say filmmaking because that's not really my bag at all, but from an objective filmmaking perspective. There are so many fucking references to other shit that you completely forget what the movie's about by 40 minutes in. Yeah. It's just like you get punched in the mouth and then you're just waiting for the next cultural reference to fly at you. And the thing is, the worst fucking thing about this movie, like, you know what? I used to look back on this movie kind of fondly. Like, this is a dumb piece of late 2000s humor that makes me kind of nostalgic for that period of time. But this is the fucking shit. Because if I could still go back and watch Juno and watch Superbad and think, yeah, these are really good movies. Like oh, these yeah. are fun fucking movies. Superbad is great. But you know what? I'm completely done with disaster movie from this point on. That's you cool. heard it right fucking here. I will never watch this movie again in my entire fucking life. It sucks that bad. Me neither. Never. I was sat there. I was telling you earlier. I sat through the whole movie and I kept checking how much time was left. I'm like, God damn, it's only 28 movies or 28 minutes. Yeah, it's only been 38 minutes. It's like a reverse microwave. Oh, the reverse microwave. <laughs> because when yeah. you put food in the microwave, you're like, shit, is it done? Yeah. It makes pizza not so hot so you don't burn the roof of your mouth. You ever see that movie, Haggard? Bam Margera and. This is uh, terrible because oh, yeah. for the amount of movies that you've asked me if I've watched, I've you know, quite li- I've quite literally seen none of them. Well, it's because because you're how old? I am 21. Yeah, so you're even younger than Katie, dude. Like I had Bo on this podcast first. He was quite a bit younger than me. Yeah. I think he's 20, 23, 24, somewhere around there. And Katie's 23 or 20. No, she just turned 24, I think. And you're even younger than that. So yeah, of course, I'm referencing these movies from when I was like 18, 19, 20, you're like, of course I've not seen that, that. That's the misconception, like the fact that I'm not getting these movies because of, the, because of their age, but it's just because I haven't gotten around to them yet. That's true. Like, I'm, I'm, I was compiling a list for Katie. I'm like, you need to watch these. Just watch I, them. I, I hate to be like a fucking born in the wrong generation kid, but I remember one time in fucking drama class in high school, like we had to like build a scene where like half of the dialogue is like straight up just the titles of movies. 
And I remember, Ooh. I remember like mentioning Duck Soup, like a fucking Marx Brothers movie from the forties and shit. Right? Duck Soup. Yeah, Duck Soup. I think it came out in nineteen forty-four. Hmm. I have it on my laptop. Still haven't watched it. Only read about it. <laughs> well, there's tons of movies from like everyone. You need to watch movies from the seventies and the sixties. I'm like, I can't. Sixties, uh, seventies. There's some good shit in there, man. Like. I've never like gone like deep into the archives of like the old classics. Like, there's a lot of Kubrick from that era that's pretty fucking tight. Like, if you want to watch like a Clockwork Orange, or, oh, okay, yeah, Clockwork Orange is fantastic. Yeah, it's 1971. Uh, one of my favorite 71. Yeah, uh, one of my old. favorite movies ever is like from '64, The Hustler with uh, Paul Newman and Jackie Gleason. Hmm. It's basically a movie where these guys play pool for two fucking hours. Really? Yeah. It's just about, like, how good of a gambler the other one is and shit. Like, they get, like, this 48-hour, like, pool pool fucking duel. Hmm. And that's the whole movie? Just them playing pool? Dude, it's just Paul Newman being cool as shit for two hours. I have to watch that. The Hustler? Yeah, The Hustler. Check that out. That's kind of like, um, you ever seen the movie? I think it's called The Drop. If it's not, no, maybe not The Drop. It's a... it's a Tom Hardy movie, and all he does is just drive around for the whole movie and make phone calls for an hour and 40 minutes, and apparently it's amazing. I started watching it once, and I, I think I was just tired. I was like, I don't want to watch it tonight. But yeah, the, I watched the first 15 minutes and just him making phone calls and talking on the phone. And someone told me, it's like, it's one of the most amazing things ever. I'm like, huh, it's interesting. That's a great concept. Yeah. Well, it's, it's simple. I'm sure the budget would not be that high. I want to make a movie like that. I want to do comedy sketches. Start shooting some comedy sketches. I got some ideas. Sweet. So do I. <laughs> Whether the, or not any of those are good, time will tell. I want to do the jinx that never ends. So it starts off in an office, office, and they're like, like talking about something. And he's like, "Oh, jinx! Oh, you can't talk till someone says your name." And they're like, "Ha ha, good one, Terry!" And they walk away, and then like piano music starts playing as it zooms in on the guy that got got jinxed. Then it just goes through phases of his life where like he's not talking to anybody. His wife's like, "Why won't you say anything?" That's it. I'm leaving you. He's like, "Oh." His kids are like, I don't want, I don't want you to be my daddy anymore. And it's like years go by, and he's aging, and then it gets to the end, and he's super old, laying like in a hospital bed. Boop, things beeping. He's got a big beard, and the nurse comes in and goes like, "How are we feeling today, Mister Johnson?" Oh, my son's name is 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 Freddie. <laughs> and he just dies. Did somebody <laughs> yeah. refer to us as uh, a detective duo last week? Yes. Yeah. There we go. Comedy, comedy sketch right there. <laughs> I was wearing my sunglasses. And uh, yeah, with the, with the mustache now. Yeah. Fuck know, yeah. I was wearing the white shirt and I had the cigars going and shit, which sucks because I'm quitting smoking. It's good, man. I haven't had a cigarette since February 19th, 2017. Fuck. Never, never going to smoke again. Good on you. I quit with a book. I've quit twice. How did you quit? Cold uh, turkey? Cold turkey. Uh, first time was in 2015. I think June 2015. And it lasted till about... February 2016. Hmm. These are very ballpark numbers. I'm not sure I'll have this memorized exact. I'm just going off what it feels like in my gut. The second time was uh, New Year's, and I broke it probably mid-April. That's pretty good. Those New Year's resolutions never stick, man. No, they don't. Yeah, you'll only quit when you absolutely are ready to quit. I smoked for 17 years. I quit probably seven or eight times in those 17 years. I smoked a pack a day for 10 years. 
from when I was like 17 to 27. Dude, prairie kids smoke fucking tough, man. Oh, I remember how hard it was to get addicted to cigarettes. It was stupid. Like my, my friend Damien, we were still living back home on the farm, like 15, 16. And he'd be like, hey, you want to smoke? I'm like, mm, I don't know. And he's like, just try one. So I'd try one and get, get like, oh, I'm going to puke halfway through it. Hour later, he's like, want to try again? I'm like, I guess so. This went on for weeks. Until finally, you're like, hey, man, I'm not getting light anymore. This is awesome. And then you just start, like, I remember we'd steal smokes from my buddy Scott's dad. Like, we'd roll smokes. My buddy Chris, and his mom, we'd just roll like the, and it was always the harshest tobacco, like, mixed green death from Export A with, like, Demorier Red. Dude. Oh, God. You ever, you've rolled slut butts before, right? Like, cigarette butt cigarettes? Yeah. Yes. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Fuck, bud. This fucking gross. <laughs> Like just yeah, like well, like as we go up to Scott's dad's ashtray, like let's get all the cigarette butt tobacco. Ugh. The things we did to serve our addiction, but man, yeah, I read a book. I finally got fed up with it. I was I used a nicotine supplement, like one of those little vaporizers, and it broke when I went back up to work. It broke in my travel bag, so it was all shits all over my toothbrush and stuff. I'm like, God damn it! Whipping into the garbage, I'm like, I'm done. And someone had told me about this Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking book. I read it in two days. He makes you smoke through the whole book. And the kicker for me was the chapter where he says, when you go out for your next smoke, ask yourself these three questions. Did I actually need this? Answer is always no. Is it do anything positive for me? Nope. And then this one, am I actually enjoying this? The second I said that to myself, I took a puff and went, ugh. This is nasty. And this is like halfway through this book. Dude, that's a fucking mind trick and a half. Yeah, all it, that's all this book was. It was just repetition in different ways. He just he just told stories pretty much the same way, like, or the same stories, just diff, like different ways. A bunch of testimonials at the start. It's really only like, yeah, two hours of reading, two or three hours of reading. And he makes you smoke through the whole thing. So when you're you're not depriving yourself of it, as you're learning, as you're rewiring the way you think about it, then you're like, by the time you get to the end, you have your last cigarette. And by this point, you've added up how much it's going to cost you to smoke the rest of your life. For me, it was about $750,000. 50 years, that's a pack every two days at 14 bucks a pack. Something This adds up to about $500,000. And that's then not factoring in, in inflation. Yeah, add in inflation. It adds like nights I drink. If I drink, I'm going to smoke twice as much. So it might be a pack a day. So double that amount. So a million dollars, basically, to smoke for the rest of my life. I'm like, well, I'd rather get a home at some point and be healthy. So that I, at the end, he just makes you hold your last cigarette up and he goes, make yourself an oath, say it out loud, that you will never smoke again. And if you don't mean it, don't do it. Just keep smoking and do it again when you're ready. So I looked at that cigarette for like a minute and I was like, I'm never going to smoke again. Went outside, had my headphones on. Just like, he's like, he's like, enjoy it. Enjoy the shit out of that smoke because it's your last one. And I'm like, just inhaling big, like every drag was like, yeah, so good. And I look up and it was like, one of my coworkers was like, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, Take my headphones off. He goes, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what? He goes, you're fucking right into that smoke, bud. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's my last one. And he goes, oh, you finished the book. I'm like, yeah. He goes, how do you feel? I'm like, I'm excited. <laughs> I seriously was. I'm like, I'm never going to smoke again Dude, after this. If I had a cigarette that good, I would smoke for the rest of my life. It was, I just, I'm just like, it was like, it was the last thing I was ever going to do. I'm just like, enjoy this cigarette. And man, the next day I walk out, out the, the, um, camp past the smoke pit and I'm looking at the smoke pit going like, 
this is weird. Like there's no impulse for me to go to the smoke pit and smoke. And this, I kept like, cause you got to walk by a smoke pit going into the, like the main trailer on site. You're walking by the smoke pit when you're going in and out of camp. So they're everywhere. And pe- like, and I would like to be people, people going to smoke for break. And I'm like, I have no craving for a cigarette right now. This is weird. And I still, I think to this day, it's been almost, it's been like 25, 27 months now. And I still maybe had one craving. And when I get one, I just go like, I just think instantly I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? It's gone. So yeah, it's, it's wild. So if you're ever like ready to quit, I highly recommend that book. I got it on my Kindle and I don't use my Kindle. I'm using Audible now. I, uh, well, I only have one cigar left. So I might do. I I'll might... loan you my Kindle. I'll give you a charger and you will charge it up after this podcast. Oh, cool. Well, I'm basically ready to quit. Like, uh, I've. I've been able to say like, ah, fuck this shit with some uh, genuity for the last week or so. And the fact that I haven't opted to buy uh, any more tobacco or have any additional smokes, like it's time. And what I was getting to is that uh, the main reason why I started smoking was a work related thing. I worked in a fish plant and like it was a built in social club. And most of my friends who worked in the plant were also there, you know, like I'd have a couple if I was like drinking and shit. But that's where it like started because I went to a convenience store a lot of mornings to grab fucking breakfast. Like, you know, breakfast and cigarettes. Yeah. Breakfast and ciggies, bud. Fucking well, it's it's hard not to when it's a work thing. Like yeah. if if you when you work in like any kind of construction or any kind of industry where there's like people who smoke and they take smoke breaks, and you don't want to miss out on what's going on in the smoke pit. And then like you know after work for the summer ended, my job was being a degenerate, and uh, you know cigarettes are a great way to uh, excel at that job of being a fucking kid in a small town and in grade eleven, grade twelve. They always say that's where deals are made is in the smoke pit. Like on, on a site, that's where like all the supervisors and superintendents hang out, right? So that's yeah. where they're talking about everything. So if you're like, well, I was a lead hand for half my shift and a foreman for the other half. So I was like, well, I better go fucking talk to the, the top brass here. That's where they're making the making the decisions. And plus, this is a stupid thing. On a lot of construction sites, if you smoke, you just take an extra six breaks a day. Especially when we was doing a pipe fitting uh, apprenticeship my first year. And... Yeah, and be like, oh, I'm gonna go for smoke. I'm like, Jesus, like, all right, I'm gonna start smoking too. There was actually a point where I wasn't smoking, and then I, my my new foreman was like, Oh, do you smoke? I'm like, not really, but I'll take one. Then I take one from him, and then it's like, fuck, he just kept giving me smokes all day. Then by the next day, I'm like, well, I better just buy a pack. Then and that was, I think, a month before I just started reading that book. I was like, I'm done. I was doing a little bit of insulating in a house uh, last month, and like, dude, I had the easiest afternoon I've ever had at work because the guy I was working with was smoking constantly. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to take another break. I'm like, all right, fucking neat, man. You just, and you're just going with him too? Yeah. And the thing was, like, I joined in because he had menthol cigarettes, which are hard as fuck to get in Canada now. Well, that's all I smoked in my last year smoking. Yeah. Yeah, because of Demore menthols. They had the little, um, the little, the little boost in them too, dude. Yeah, I love those smoke, things. We used to smoke the same fucking cigarettes, man. They're so good. God, hilarious. Dude. My buddy Blake would always be like, "Did you get?" You? I'm like, "Oh, I ran out of smokes, Cam." He's like, "No, did you get? Did you get your menthols, Tyrone?" I'm like, "Shut the fuck up, Blake. <laughs> they taste good. They Cause, taste incredible." Because I used to smoke um, grape flavored prime times. That was my thing. I love those, dude. Did we? What the fuck? Dude, we <laughs> literally smoke the exact same shit our entire lives. Yeah, they're the tasty. Menthols, like, fuck. I was, uh, when I first started smoking, it was Export A Gold. That's what I smoked. And then I remember the first time I quit, I used Zyban. It was, then I found out later in life it was an anti, anti-psychotic medication. 
Man, within three days, within three days, we were, this is when you could still smoke in bars. I think I was 18. I was, yeah, I was 18 because I was still living at home. And um, I lit up a cigarette and I was like, oh, oh, I think I lit, I lit the filter. And I look at it and I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh, it tastes like burning plastic. So I put it out, light up another one. Same thing. I'm like, what is going on? I said, Kyle, give me one of your cigarettes. He gives me one of his DeMaurier regulars and I'm like, it's the same thing. I can't smoke. I couldn't smoke. Like it just rewired something in my brain to make cigarettes taste bad. And then... Within a week of that, I was waking up in the morning feeling like I was moving in slow motion. I'd be walking up, up the stairs into the, into the bathroom. like I'd walk up into the kitchen. My mom would be like, good morning, Jeff. Oh, I'm like, good morning, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weird. So then I, they, they recommended three months of that. I'm like, no. I did it for a month, and I didn't smoke for a year. And then my now non-friend, Kyle... We're in the strip club one night. He's like, hey, you want to smoke? I'm like, no. I'm just hammered. So he's like, you want to smoke? I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, come on, man. Let's have one with you. Come back to the dark side. I'm like, fuck you. What kind of friend are you? He goes, here, I'll tell you what. And he lights up two. He goes, I'm just going to get one of those for you. Just put it right there. He puts it right in front of me. I'm just like, fucking dick. And I said, all right, I'm going to have one. And I, as soon as I took a puff, I was like, yeah. I just <laughs> melted into the chair. I was like, god damn it. I power smoked that. Give me another one. Give me another one. I went right back to a pack a day. The next day, it was that easy. It was like fuck. fuck, dude. That sounds like an odyssey and a half, man. I have had some ups and downs with cigarettes. There was like there's points. I lived in Medicine Hat. I was smoking again, and buddy, like I used to bum smokes off, and then on payday, buy him two packs. So I'm like, I'm not really smoking. I'm just bumming smokes off you. So then uh, at one point, my fifth or sixth cigarette of the day, I'm just like flick it away. I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to smoke anymore. He goes, What are you doing? I just gave you that cigarette. I'm like, I'm done. Finished. I quit. And then I quit for like another year, and then right back into it. But now, like, I feel honestly feel like I'm never gonna smoke again. As I am never gonna smoke again. I have no desire to. There was even a point I went to Shambhala two. Like, this is six months after I started or I stopped smoking, and somebody was passing around what I thought was a joint, but it was a spliff. So I had tobacco in it. I took a big haul. Like, oh god, what is that? She's like, it's a spliff. I'm like, why would you do that? Kind of reprehensible human beings passes around a spliff without my fuck spliffs. Yeah, my Shamala friends smoke their bong tokes with tobacco. Oh, yeah, that's my reaction. Fucking poppers. So poppers, head rockers. They're just nasty, is what they are. I'm so I call glad them just we nasty. I'm so glad we're not talking about disaster movie right now. Yeah, I don't even want to. <laughs> how bad this fucking movie is this movie based podcast has become just a regular podcast yeah hey well we have we've never podcasted before so we're just chatting yeah we're gonna do that we got another one coming up we'll talk about the next movie later i'll watch the next movie i swear to god <laughs> uh but yeah i can't do like but yeah if you ever you want to quit man that book i'm gonna give you that kindle you, you can read it because i i've recommended it to other people too some people it's worked for them some it hasn't because i like i said you got to be you got to be like i'm done I don't want to smoke anymore. Because if you're sitting there thinking, well, I'm just going to quit for a while, and then maybe it'll work, then it's not going to work. you got to commit. you got to commit. Well, I'm down, I'm down to my last cigar. <laughs> and my entire life has become about saving money recently. So it, it only makes economic sense. Yeah, man. It gets expensive. How, yeah, much, how much are you paying for cigars? Oh, God. Uh, well, I'll get like one-offs from like, I forget what, it's, what the place is called downtown. The Tobacconist? Yeah, I go uh, to like a tobacco shop. On Government Street? Yeah. Uh, that's a, is that a uh, sweet tattoo Old, chick still working there? I don't know, man. I can't remember her name. She's an artist. She's hot. She's bunch never of old dudes, this. man. Uh, Old Morris or something like that. Hmm. 
Old Morris. There's another one on the corner of Pandora and Wharf Street. It's a sweet little spot. Yeah. So I get them there for like fifty for like fifteen a piece. And then like if I wanted something cheaper, like I would get fucking Captain Blacks for like thirteen bucks for ten well, of them. Yeah, yeah, eight or ten pack. Is it ten pack? Yeah. It, it's an eight pack. It's an eight pack for sure. I did the Colts for a while. Man, okay. Working for the local uh, municipality here. We we pick garbage a couple times a year. I swear to God, there's someone <laughs> or people who walk around this neighborhood, tear off the tips of their cigars and th- just leave them on the ground. <laughs> we must have picked 3,000 of those damn things. There was, there was days where I start counting and lose count at 100. And that was not even like after first coffee. And then Buddy would be like, I just counted 88 and then I lost count. And this was like <laughs> all in the, the same fuck? day. Yeah, people just like, I'm like... Th- Keep the plastic, throw the tobacco away. Like, do the, do the, do the reverse. But no, just throw the plastic away. I'm like, those things don't go away. There's probably, we probably got like a five-gallon pail full of those things right now. We don't, I, I kind of wanted to keep them, but I'm like, nah, those things stink. <laughs> I want to keep them in my pocket. Come back to reeking like cigars. Look uh, at this. Just to prove a point. I just realized how much littering I've been doing because of the plastic. Yeah, man. Oh, you're one of them, eh? Oh, fuck. I, honestly, when I was a smoker, I threw my butts everywhere. And now that I don't smoke anymore and I noticed them, I'm like, and even picking garbage, I'm like, God damn. So many people throw their cigarette butts out. Like it's it's no wonder half of our world burns every year from you know human caused fires. Alberta's already burning like crazy right now. We've got the smoke everywhere to prove it. Living their fucking twenty-five packs of cigarettes. Yeah, I remember man, I paid nineteen dollars for a twenty-five pack of smokes uh back in two summers ago, I think, in Manitoba. Nineteen dollars. I'm like, that was when my my mom and I were, my dad and sister were gone. Dad's gone. She's like, I want to have some. Let's go for the keg dinner tonight. I'm like, yeah. She goes, let's have some booze and some cigarettes. So we had a couple of smokes and a couple of smokes and a couple of beers. It was pretty funny. I've been trying to work this thing into a comedy bit for ages, but me and my grandma are super fucking tight. Uh, she lives in the basement suite of my house. Well, not my house, my parents' house, and I don't even fucking live there anymore. So how could it ever be my house at this point? That's true. I'm fucking gone. Fucking I'm, gone. I'm somebody else in the family's problem now. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, she was the shit. Well, she is the shit. I've been trying to turn this into a comedy bit because our entire relationship is built around hockey, gambling, and getting stoned. Hmm. Well, you've got good ground there. The yeah, base. Like, there's something funny about it because, like, not everybody has that relationship with their grandma. Uh, hmm. It works a bit better than, like, everybody has, like, oh, my dad's crazy, my dad's eccentric. But, dude, how many people's dads aren't fucking weird? I have them set up so they can be universal statements, <sighs> i.e., I'm never going to watch a disaster movie ever again. Nope. Uh, we're rolling again, right? Yep. So I'd like to make another announcement. Fuck Taco Time. Taco Time sucks dick. The last time I had taco time was Taco Tuesday in Red Deer. I was on dinner break at the TV station. I went and ate nine tacos and instantly had to go home and shit. <laughs> Luckily, I lived a block away, so I did the speed walk all the way there, like just shaking to get the key and like, come on, man. It's like one slip, you're shitting your pants. <sighs> fuck taco. Yeah, fuck taco time. Fuck taco time. I, uh, I would have bit the bullet and shit at Taco Time, probably. Well, it was the it was in the mall. I didn't want to use the mall bathrooms. Fuck. Yeah. I've, I've taken a lot of mall shits this year. Dude, that's where I go. If I'm in town, I want to go do comedy somewhere, and I'm like, fuck, I got to go take a shit. I'll go to the, to the Bay Center because they got the clean facilities. 
Yeah, they and, said it bad. And like, I don't want to go to Salt and use their bathroom to take a shit because there's only two of them. You don't want to be that guy. Oh, dude, I've had to take three shits at Salt this year. Maybe it's you I always have to go in there after. Oh, fuck. There's a few times I've walked in there like, Jesus, really? There's no, there's no air freshener in there, no, man. There's nothing. There's no ventilation. Like, Put so, a fan in there. So I spend about $6 on Febreze every month because... Uh, because because I share a bathroom with two girls, like they're thirteen and fourteen and shit, right? I don't want to have to subject them to my shits. You should get. Have you ever seen the a uh, double flush, a fucking air freshen? I open up the window. Have you ever seen the stuff you put in the toilet first before you shit? No, it's just like it's like called just a drop or something or just two drops. I there I was dating this girl who had her parents had a uh, a cabin up on Mudge Island. Yeah, I think it was Mudge, and. Yeah, there was the bathroom was attached to the kitchen. Oh. So they're like, you have to use this first. I'm like, okay. And yeah, you put a couple drops in the water before you take a shit, and it actually works. It, it traps it all in there. I don't know how, but I, I'd finish up and be like, that probably should have smelled way worse than it does. It smells fresh in here. It's Dude, crazy. I yeah. fucking need that. <laughs> I had to take shit at this, like, I had to take a shit at an incompleted house Ooh. yesterday. Like, okay, like, it is a complete house, but like... The the only it's running water is progress. The, the the only running water is a tap on the wall outside because they're doing plumbing work inside and shit. So like, you know, I have to fill up the bucket and everything. It, it, it sucked. There was no lights in there. Mm. Uh, I got yelled at for taking a for a really long break. Probably. You can't rush it though. <laughs> you can't rush it. I mean. You know what? People have complained to me a couple times in life. Like, Kendall, you take too long in the bathroom. It only feels long to you because you're not the one in there. It's you, true. If you had to go, if everybody had to go through what that person go, taking a little long in the bathroom goes through, you wouldn't think of it as a long period of time. It happens to everybody. Everybody has a rough day at the office. For, for me, the time-consuming part isn't the actual pooping. It's the uh, being on the phone. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, I'm, let's say I'm, I'll be done in the first minute, but I'll take eight minutes because I'm flipping through stuff, I've looking had, at shit, get sucked into Imager. Or, you know, Bumble, Tinder. <laughs> nope, nope. Oh, God. No. Uh, so I grew up, dating like, life I grew up with exciting. a lot of magazines in the house and shit. Uh, a, lot of Rolling, a lot of Rolling Stone and a lot of the hockey news. Those are the two, those are the two magazines I wrote, read the most of. Oh, had, oh, God, it's doing it again. Ah, oh, God damn it. Let me try this hitting it again, see what happens. All right, rolling again. Everything's still rolling. So, we totally got broken up there because my phone's being a piece of shit, regardless. Uh, I read a lot of Rolling Stone and uh, the hockey news growing up. And yeah, I get, like, buried deep into articles and shit. Trying to finish flushing, I'll just, like, lay down on the floor in the next room and keep reading. My mom always had Chatelaine and good housekeeping. Well, oh, Chatelaine yeah. fucking blue, dude. I know. It wasn't the greatest fucking reading material. God well, if your damn. phone keeps fucking up here, then we can wrap this episode. Yeah. We'll make our final comments on Disaster Movie. We're never going to watch it again. The movie was scored 1%. I gave it 0%. It had, no, there was, the only time I ever laughed was the sewer fairy. She made me giggle. It's like, a lot of mind-altering drugs is why I'm in the sewer. That was kind of funny. She, was, she, made me, she made me giggle. But everything else was just over-the-top, ridiculous, way too many references, trying to parody too much shit. My favorite part of Disaster Movie... Why the fuck did I lean so close there? I don't know. I don't my, know why. I don't know either. My, my favorite part of Disaster Movie was when Batman got dro- like fucking dragged away by the Batmobile. I was like, it was let the, go. It was the only visual gag. 
it was the only visual gag that I actually cared for. I remember like I could picture it in my head and just the way the way the human body flies off is what makes it funny. It's ridiculous. She says, I'm Batman. He goes, Hi. She goes, Hi, I'm Batman. Or no. Hi, I can't remember what it was. It doesn't even matter. It was horrible. Who cares? All right, cool. We'll call it there. All right. You know where to find us. Blah blah blah. Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Uh YouTube. Yeah. Shit talk, drunken grandmas, uh, cigarettes. <laughs> Big thank you to Kendall for being on the episode. Thanks, buddy. Oh, no problem. All right, cool. We're going to call it there. Bye, everybody. See ya. This is Real Garbage. 